I'm delighted to announce that the National Association for Primary Education has exclusively released a video from its Primary Education Summit, Visions for the Future. This video, recorded by me, Mark Taylor, and Al Kingsley, talks about creating digital strategies for schools. This video is available for you to watch now at educationonfire.com forward slash blog, which I really hope gives you a taster of some of the amazing content that was available as part of that Primary Education Summit. That's educationonfire.com forward slash blog. Hello, my name is Mark Taylor and welcome to the Education on Fire podcast. The place for creative and inspiring learning from around the world. Listen to teachers, parents and mentors share how they are supporting children to live their best authentic life and are proving to be a guiding light to us all. Hello, welcome back to the Education on Fire podcast. I can't tell you how much I appreciate you tuning in and being part of this education journey with us. So yeah, thank you so much for your time and, and your your continued support with the show. Now today I'm incredibly excited because we're talking about the College Tour TV series. Now after winning CBS's The Amazing Race at age 23, Alex has gone on to have an amazing career both in front and behind the camera. Now, above all else, Alex is an adventurer, traveller and storyteller and he's filmed in every state in America and in over 60 countries around the world. Each episode of the college tour focuses on a single college or university. From campus life, academics, housing, sport, activities and much more, each student-driven segment will give young people an inside look at what it's truly like to be a student at a featured college or university. You can join them for a truly one-of-a-kind series featuring colleges and universities in a way they've never been seen before. Now you can watch this through Amazon Prime and also on their website, thecollegetour.com. So I'm really excited to bring you my conversation with Alex Boylan about the College Tour TV series. Hi Alex, thank you so much for joining us here on the Education on Fire podcast. Just give us a brief starting in terms of where you are in the world at this moment, because I know that can be different from a day-to-day basis. That's very true. Uh, Right now I am in Chicago, in the beautiful windy city of Chicago, Illinois. Summertime here, it's gorgeous. Fantastic. So let's dive into the college tour first of all, just in terms of what is it, how is it helping people and how did you get involved? Absolutely. So uh, the college tour is a TV series. Each episode tells the story of a different uh, institution, Um, but it's all told through the lens of real students going to school there right now. Um, And uh, yeah, it's been an amazing journey building the show. What happened was a few years ago, my niece couldn't figure out, you know, we have a, we have 4,000 institutions here in the United States. It's a lot and uh, even a lot more around the world. And as she was trying to figure out her journey, um, it's challenging, it's costly. She, you know, she's from Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin. She was given one trip to come visit me where I, where I, my home base is in Los Angeles. And during that time, she was like, Uncle Alex, I wanna go to see some schools in, in New York and Florida and Texas and all these places. And then, um, quickly, her mom, my my older sister, was like, "Hey, listen, you know, the, we, we're not made of money. We we can't do that." And as I tried to navigate this space online, it's just it's an overwhelming amount of information, and most importantly, it's it was really challenging to find the vibe, the culture of a place. And so, uh, yeah, that's where the light bulb went off. It was like the college tour. You know, we, we need to create a television series that tells the story of higher education. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's not, we just shot our 69th episode and, uh, yeah, we'll do over a hundred by the end of the year. And it's just been an incredible journey. And I think 
there, there, well, there are two things that strike me. First of all, is the fact that here in the UK, if it's like we can't possibly go there, that's at least a three-hour drive, which is a little bit different <laughs> than we need to jump on a plane and spend a couple of days doing this sort of thing. Um, and and also the fact I love the fact the, the the greatest ideas come from that sort of immediate need, isn't it? And then that kind of has a, a whole different impetus to it, rather than I need to think of an idea for my next project. You're absolutely right, and and I, I say this a lot. Um, you know, my background—I spent most of my life doing telling stories, doing travel shows around the world. This is the first time I've ever created a show or a project that was based off a problem that I was personally going through. And I think that um, obviously I'm I'm like millions of other you know people out there trying to navigate this space, and uh, yeah, it's just been an amazing journey. Um, and I really like the idea that it, it's sort of from that sort of student perspective, because you're absolutely right. It's, well, it's one of the reasons I love doing the podcast, because it gives you a voice and a personality about the topic that we're talking about, whatever that happens to be on any given show. And and then th there's that human connection there. Um, and it seems to me that that's exactly what you're able to do in terms of, like I said, getting that vibe. Because when you hit a website, you get all the things that the colleges want you to see. It ticks all the boxes they need it to be. But I want to know what I'm going to be doing on a Friday night, or I want to know what it was like going to this type of lecture or this type of event. And like I say, you need that to be the peer person that's going to sort of make sure that you get that exactly as you want it to be. That's exactly right. I think young people want to see themselves, you know, where, where do I belong? Where's the right fit for me? Culturally, location, all these different variables. And, you know, when we build out this show, it's about six months, you know, to make an episode. A lot of work goes into, we, we attack this like we attack any television show. Um, but the, the, uh, the students in the process after, you know, we're going to tell a story of engineering at this school institution, then we get into the casting piece of it. And when we find the student, the first draft of the script that is written is written by the student. We've never changed on that. We never will change on that. And the reason is because we need this to be authentic. We really need it to be their story. And that's where when you watch it, it's, you know, it's very real because that's a real student and that's really their story. And of course, you know, we as a production need to come together to bring that story to life and, and tell it in a way that, you know, um, you know, parents and counselors and teachers and, and young people can absorb and, and get excited by. Uh, but that being said, it's we've that's that's one of like just the, the secret sauces that we use we, we stay authentic and it's a pretty simple model right <laughs> we just tell real stories of real students so <laughs> exactly and that's been done time and time again but it's the it, like I say it's the secret sauce and the the willing elements um so this is a this is a no-brainer from a student point of view. You get the right person; they've got the personality. They can share what it is that we know we want to see. How does it work from from the college point of view? Do they have sort of caveats of what you can and can't do, or what they need to get across, and and sort of that, that sort of journey? Yeah, it's a great question. You know, it, we look at this every episode is like a co-production. That's how, how we look at it from day one. I mean, obviously, we as a production can't walk into you know we just. Um, we're filming this week at uh, Illinois Wesleyan University, and you can do a lot of research, but we can't just walk into an institution and be like, oh, here's your story. We know it. It doesn't work. Like we're, we're working in tandem with that university from the get-go to really find the heart, find the soul, find their, their story, and then work as a team to decide on what stories we're going to tell, cast the episode, find locations, you know, so bring it to life, uh, pending the time of year we're filming their episode. So it's really a co-production, you know, from the get-go, working with the university to make sure that we're telling the best story possible.
And I think that was something that strikes me. Uh, sadly, we we don't get the US version um, here in the UK. But from the, the stuff that I I have been able to see, what I really liked was not just the sense of, like you say, this is about this particular area of this college. Because you've got different times of year and 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 a visual look that's different, and obviously students in different parts of their of their world within their sort of college experience, you sort of get that journey that ebbs and flows from sort of one one episode to another. Absolutely, and it's interesting when you bring up. Um, I hope because my cousins over in the UK, you know, we have a we have a streaming channel, we have an app, thecollegetour.com. So you should be able to find it somewhere in the UK. Um, if not on some of the premium channels like Amazon. It's interesting. Uh, I was just having this conversation the other day. You know, sh- uh, we shot University of Illinois. Sh- amazing state institution here in, in the state of Illinois. Uh, we shot, February is really cold, <laughs> but that's a four season school. And uh, so we, and we've filmed University of Florida International University in the middle of August. So sometimes we're not filming at the ideal time of year. And it's really a, our job to make it look be able to tell all, all the, the full complex story of that because uh it isn't like the location and the weather and the topography all this thing goes into your experience at that university so if it is a four season school like up in the northern part of the united states we try to tell that story right and so we do that in a couple of different ways um and uh but I, I do think it's it's fun obviously if it's a you know a florida school it's you know it's pretty much going to be warm and then we can tell that story but it is interesting we we have filmed many schools in the north some in the summer some in the winter some in the spring some in the fall i hope the audience shouldn't know what time of year we filmed it that is our goal at least you know because we really want to show the full experience of what it's going to be like throughout the year yeah, fantastic. And and you, you sort of touched before on sort of engineering or whatever that the student is um is studying. How do you go about sort of framing that in terms of like say it's about the experience and I guess some colleges and universities have a real kind of um focus on certain areas. So how does that sort of from a, a production value kind of work in terms of we're gonna focus here because of this student or however those go? You know, it, it's funny at the beginning stage of pre-production, which lasts about two months for us of just figuring all this stuff out um with the university. Um it's there's two prongs happening at the same time. One, imagine you're just putting things on a board where it's like, oh we have a new medical center or, you know, our lacrosse team is one of the best in the country. Like there's going to be certain things that are like, oh, these are really cool highlights or location. That's something we do almost in every episode. Campus culture is something we do almost in every episode. That being said, you're starting to put like pins on a board. But when we cast, because casting is key, right? It's like, because really at the end of the day, it's the heart and soul. But if we're telling the journey of a specific student, so many times, yeah, we might have an idea that we want to tell that story. And I'll give you an example, actually, of the University of Illinois. We're, we're, we, we were never going to tell the story of engineering in that episode. It just wasn't on the board. It wasn't being talked about. But when we got into the casting, which is almost happening simultaneously, of course, when we go to cast, we're talking to deans of the school. We're talking, you know, we're, we're going wide across professors, like trying to find, you know, the right, right students. We also do an open casting call. Right. Every episode, any student you want to apply, tell us your story. We want to hear it in that specific episode. A great story. This gentleman by the name of Mahir, he's from India, tells about his story of growing up in India and, and just tinkering and taking things apart, putting them back together. And then uh, 
reading an article online from a professor at University of Illinois and it was some of the technology that professor was working on, which really spoke to this student, why the student traveled across the world to come to University of Illinois to study under that professor. And through that specific story, we told the story of engineering at University of Illinois. Does that make sense? And that came out of, no, it was not on anyone's radar. Nobody, and, and, and that happens all the time with the show. You know, it's one of those things in television when you know, oh, wow, that's a, this story of me here is more powerful than anything because it's, it's, it's real, it's genuine. And um, I think it's just better for the audience for them to, you know, meet real students and meet and, and hear real stories. So um, yeah, it's kind of like this, it's this meshing together during the really early stages of trying to find things that, you know, collective we think are, are important to tell the audience as well as finding the right people. And those switch all the time. All the, the first, like I'd say like a month or six weeks in the process, all of a sudden you think you got, you want to tell the story, but something else sheds a light. And I always use the example of like, we start the episode with this blank canvas and week one, we, we put a brushstroke across it. And through time, if we, we go through our process, um, which we have extremely detailed process of how we go through this within, within two months, we will all see the same movie. You know, we'll see the same picture in front of us. And that's our goal. And uh, well, you talked about the authenticity earlier, and I think that's the key, isn't it? And and I, I love the fact that, like you say, you have a structure, you have a process. You you know, the, there's a production to be done here, and timescales and all that kind of stuff. Right. But the the areas that you can walk into, which are the unknown, that must be the really exciting thing. Because despite knowing where you think you're heading, as you just explained, that's not necessarily where you are going to be, and you get to meet some amazing people with some amazing stories to tell. Of, of course, absolutely. And and what's really fun, because I by the time we're showing up in the field to film, which takes about a week, you know, five days to film an episode, by the time we're there, um, we are all pretty dialed in. But this is this is production. This is real life. Things are always changing, <laughs> you know, what you think all of us. And so sometimes you get on location um, and we do virtual. So we do all kinds of information, but there's many times on location. It's like you see something. You hear something. Just yesterday, I was, you know, there was, um, it was a really cool tradition. And, you know, my part as a host, I'm pretty much just the facilitator, passing the baton from one student to the next to tell their story across campus. And once in a while, I'll be filling in my host stand up with information just for the audience to understand. And it was something, it was a side conversation one of our crew members was having with the university. This is two months into production. I mean, two months into pre-production now. We're on location. And it was such a cool story of how, this is Illinois Wesleyan, when you're at freshman orientation, there's an area of the school where everyone writes down their goals, their affirmations, like literally puts them down in this area. And it's called, it's around affirmation fountain. And they all do that. And then that gets transferred over to graduation of like what they put down there. Did do I achieve my goals? Did I get what I wanted out of this experience? Anyway, that was something that like really came together on location. So that happens a lot too. You, you think you got the movie in your head. You think you have it all planned out, but someone talks to someone and all of a sudden actually, you know, like that's, that's unbelievable. We have to tell the audience there. We pivot a little bit and make sure we get it in the show. And you talked about the reason for the show becoming a reality. What's the feedback from your family now, having created this um, library of, of college tours? Do they sort of feel like 
if only it had been there before. I'm glad you've done it now. Uh, what, what's their sort of feedback? So fun. It's so fun. I got a couple of fun stories in this. A, what everyone says, uh, like our age group, like I'd say like, you know, from parents and teachers and counselors in that, you know, demographic, everyone is like, it's the show you we wish we had when we were in high school. Like everyone says that. We, we've talked about it as a tagline, but it's, um, but it's interesting because now we have, we, we are listening. So it's, and at least in the States here, our teachers and our like college slash career counselors that work inside high schools, man, these, these are the unsung heroes in this country. Many of them. I mean, they, they're a little bit overworked. They're overworked, underpaid, hustling, lots of students to kind of get through like the, the, the rigmarole of, of high school. And so what we did with this show, the success took off so fast that we actually built a class now. And everything I should just tell the audience, if you don't mind, like everything for the college tour is free. There's nothing that like parents and no one has to pay for anything. And we we built a class out um, that's a video based class taking the episodes and pieces of the episode into this class um, where we break down some of these just building blocks of talking about location. Let's talk about the campus culture. What, what type of school is this? Um, and let's talk about majors. And so I think through all of that, the response, I mean, the Department of Education reached out to us about a month ago because when a young person, you know, imagine, what do you know in high school? You know, you kind of know the world that's around you. And I understand now, you know, everyone's online and with their mobile phones, but you really kind of know the world that you know, right? Probably your parents, your friends, and this insulate. Now with this show, you're watching someone, you know, a few years older than you, really do diving into their career where they want to be. And that's a powerful, powerful tool. And so uh, it's just, you know, everyone across the board, it's, it's just, I, 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 there's a different stewardship. I am, I, my, the executive producers, Lisa Hennessy, Burton Roberts, everyone on the team feel about this show compared to any show we've ever worked on. There's a responsibility we have. This isn't just a fun travel show filming in Thailand. There's a, there's a real need for the show. And so we take that, um, uh, yeah, very, very seriously. And interesting enough, at the end of every episode, you'll see, uh, in the credits, inspired by Isabel Palnazic and millions of high schoolers around the world. Isabel's my niece. That's what this whole thing started from. Interesting enough, where so she's trying to figure out where to go to school. During this process is where you know the, the show was created and we started building it out. Episode three, Arizona State University. She's watching now. I'm like Isabel, just watch the show and start, and hopefully that gets your mind thinking of how to think about school. She listening to this young woman tell about her story working at Starbucks and Arizona State University had this deal, this partnership with Starbucks where she got a scholarship. My niece is like, I work at Starbucks. She looks a little bit more into it, learns about that opportunity at this specific university. Now, Isabel has a full ride via the Starbucks scholarship to Arizona State University. So it's like full, it's a really nice story because it's full circle. This was created from Isabel and then she actually found a way to go to school debt free because of a program that she learned about in the show. And so I think that you guys got to multiply that, you know, hundreds of thousands, millions of times based on what students learning about what student another what high school is learning about uh, a college uh, student and their journey. Yeah, and I, and I think that's the thing about about real conversations, isn't it? Because you, you don't actually know which bit of that conversation or that scene is going to speak to somebody. And like I say, you know, we've not even talked about scholarships or anything like that. And then all of a sudden that's the thing that's made a massive difference to one person because it affected them and they start to see it. And you're absolutely right about that sort of seeing the next step. It was certainly powerful for me. And you know, I'm a musician 
come from a small mining town but was able to become a professional musician because I had the opportunity to learn in school and there was someone a bit older than me that was in the wind band and then the orchestra and then they were in a county band and then they went to London to go to music college and then they were performing with this orchestra and it was just the next step. I saw that person doing it. Without that, I'm not sure I would have known how that was one even possible or two that it should be possible for someone like me. So to be able to see each of those things, like say in different states, different colleges, is is such a powerful thing. And and that identification is, is such a key factor. Absolutely. You know, you know what I think the college tours doing it that that's pretty remarkable. We're bridging two demographics that typically don't speak to each other. Because, you know, think about high schoolers always looking, all they want to do is be, you know, if you're 15, 16, you want to be that 19, 20 year old. And that 19, 20 year old's not like, you know, so much wanting to connect and share information with that, that younger person. But it's a really important gap of age, right? Because at 14, 15, you're starting to see things and experience things, but you're just not exposed yet. And so I think the college tour is bridging that gap in a very organic and fun way. And it's really like, you know, we, we talk to the students that are cast all the time. It's like, you're lifting up the next generation. You're, you're guiding. You're like a little light out here being like, hey, here's my story. It's going to resonate with someone out there, exactly what you mentioned, and um, and helping them make better informed decisions so they can make the best decision on what institution's right for them. Yeah, I love that. And I love this whole day. I mean, in this particular scenario, we're talking about um, a TV show, but it can be a podcast or, or YouTube channel, whatever. If you can be the conduit between the two things, because like you say, the high schooler and the college student may not be talking to each other, but they they want to be part of this middle ground, which is actually something which is fantastically interesting, and they can they can be invested in in their own way. And you're just bringing that together, like you said. And there's nothing more exciting, I think, than telling your story to someone who's really interested, and then just sort of sharing that information to the to the next stage. Yeah, absolutely. Because we, I, you know, once again, we don't come from an, like a, the education world whatsoever. We're television producers. So throughout the last couple of years, I've personally learned a lot by stepping foot in all these campuses and talking to the students and the faculty. But one thing we hear a lot, especially from international students, is that they are randomly reached out to by other students around the world. And, you know, so it's like, so there's this natural thing that, but it's very challenging to, to find the right person at a university. And so uh, we're hoping to just like, just blend these audiences together. Um, uh, and hopefully at the end of the day, you know, life's about bringing value, giving back. And hopefully that's what the show's doing. So we should probably talk about the fact that you've got all of these shows based in the US. Are there plans to extend that to different countries or, or, or different areas? What's the sort of yeah, going so forward? From a distribution standpoint, um, our website, our app, the College Tour, as well as um, our streaming channel, it, it's available worldwide. I can't tell you every single country, but for sure in the UK and most countries around the world, you'd be able to access that um, information. We now, from a actual episodic standpoint, we 100% talk about it all the time of taking this show to tell the story stories of um, institutions around the world. So it's funny, we're, we're, we're speaking with one right now in Canada, which would be our first, inter for us, international show episode. And um, so we look forward to that. When, at what point in the roadmap, we're just not sure because we have so many institutions across America. We got 2,600 you know, uh, colleges and universities, and then we have another 900 community colleges. So we have a lot. Um, that being said, you know, myself, Lisa Hennessy, Burton Roberts, I mean, we, I've spent my life telling stories around the world. And so we're, we consider ourselves global citizens. So we want to definitely be taking this 
you know, around the world. And so exactly where that falls on our roadmap and how it rolls out, not exactly sure at this point in time, but my guess is, you know, especially if this first episode outside of our borders in Canada, everything goes smooth. I think that we'll be starting to, you know, dip our toes in those waters. Absolutely. So take us a little bit into that journey. Like you said, you know, travel shows working in a certain way, and then all of a sudden, obviously not a passion project but an important project based on 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 your niece there how did that then go in terms of of making a show because you wanted to because this was important to you as opposed to this is the sort of shows i was making before and that happened in this way was what's what similar what was hard what what was different yeah so it's interesting if i if i kind of zoom back out um and just let the audience know my there's there's kind of three founders behind here myself and burton roberts ran around the world productions for you know well over a decade lisa hennessy helped launch and build really big franchises like survivor and and you know ran biggest losers some big big shows and i feel like when i look back now it's almost a and lisa and i were talking about this last night it's like a collective it's almost like I've been preparing my whole life for this, if it makes sense. And, yeah. and I feel like it's taking some of um, our best skill sets collectively. And, and there's a lot of timing involved here for this to actually work because there's all, there's a lot of episodes going in different stages of, you know, dozens of episodes at different stages of production. And we very, you know, and so it's, it's been a lot to get here. I think, um, to, I don't know what, one aspect. Yeah. Once again, I, I feel like, this has been as smooth as the show's ever gone, to be honest. You know, I'm talking from the beginning of concept. Most of the time, it's really challenging, right? It's really challenging to get any show off the ground and to get any kind of win going. I mean, we're less than two years into this and we're in the middle of filming season seven. That, in television terms, that's remarkable. It just doesn't happen all the time. So I feel like we've just been preparing and I, it's, you know, it's because I'm used to, I always tell, I was the guy when you want to go film something, in Namibia, Africa, you know, in the middle of nowhere, I was the guy that you would send out there with a small team and I'll come back with that content. Like that's really, what is my like skill set, bread and butter in life? Put me, I mean, around the world for free when we filmed in, I don't know, I mean, as a hundred days, 150 days of circumnavigating the globe, telling stories in the, the most remote parts of planet earth. Uh, it, so when I'm re coming into this world, into higher education, it's been a really smooth transition. A, I'm in the States. We are, and, and a lot of our crew are you are from those like adventure travel shows. And so a higher education has its own personality. And for some reason, I, I don't know why, it fits really well with the travel adventure type of crew, production crew, seamlessly. Because... In general, of course, this is an institution and their reputation and their brand means a lot. And to have a third party come in and tell that story, there's a lot of trust on both sides in order to do that. And in the middle of that, of course, you plan and you got all, all this work by dozens and dozens of people. And all of a sudden it's raining the day you're supposed to film outside or something's always going to go wrong in the, in, the, in the making of that episode. I think because our team and I, that's where I give the credit to is so used to like making sure no one dies on location because we're in a dangerous, <laughs> we're so used to this like kind of high level risk that there's this very calm, cool and collective, like we're going to get through this. And I think the universities feel that confidence. And so there's this two worlds that couldn't really be probably farther apart when, if I talk travel adventure shows and higher education, 
some reason it molds together so well. And every episode, we're like a family. That, I mean, and that and there's so many different pieces of there's the pre-production, there's the team that's going on location. It's a couple months in post. There's different teams working with different teams at university. Every time the episodes were, were kind of like wrapped, let's call it. It's sad. It, it, you know, the university and our team is like, oh, man, because you spend so much time working together to get where we are. So, so I don't know how to put my finger on it or not. Maybe I'm not articulating it well, but there's a magic with these two opposite worlds coming together to make this this show. I love that because I think the, the ability not to be able to put your finger on it is the thing which makes it magical because because it's you know otherwise everyone would be doing it wouldn't it it's that it's the energy it's the type of people like you said and i love that analogy of the fact that we can cope with life and death situations if it's going to rain we've got this covered it's going to be okay we can we can we can make it work um tell us how um how it started in terms of where you started with the initial few universities and college why did you why did you pick those yeah i'll uh and and i'll i'll tell you some funny stories along the way so Obviously, like anything in television, the first one's always like, I hope this works. <laughs> you know, you really, really, I mean, being blunt with the audience, you just don't know if things are going to work. You don't know if what's in, A, you got to have an idea. So this idea is in my head. Now you're working with our team and hoping everyone on our internal team has the same movie in your head, as well as now you have a uni- another party, the university, super important, and all their students that are working on it do we all have the same vision in our head? That's probably like the, the most interesting. So one of the things that's really key for us early on was to be as diversified as possible, right? And just across the board, because the US is so big and it's very different to go into you know, a technical school at Florida Tech or an agriculture school, a little bit more agriculture school like Delaware Valley in Pennsylvania to um, Fort Lewis College in Durango, Colorado. Those are three completely different experiences. And so for us, and and we've kept true to this every single season, it's very diversified. We knew we wanted to be diverse and we knew we didn't want to just tell the stories of all the schools that are the most popular. Yeah, so I'd say that's like, if I was going to put like some grand big picture of course, we want to tell the stories of University of Illinois and the Yukons of the world and these big, amazing schools, but we didn't want to leave out the little ones, you know, the ones that you probably have not heard of. And it, to us, it was really finding that balance of how do we pull this off and kind of move through it when it's almost endless amounts of schools to tell stories of. So what we, we did right out of the gates. Durango, Colorado, Fort Lewis, about 1,600 students in a mountain town college with a, a lot of like, um, you know, um, Nate, like a, a, a lot of like first generation, very, very, really cool school. And uh, yeah, Lindsay Nyquist, I'll never forget it because a lot of this has to come to, there's a lot of work that goes into this. And you got to get like buy in from the university. We can't do this on our own. And Lindsay Nyquist, I mean, she was, there was just something about her. She ran marketing at the university and was like, guys, I really want to do this. So there's just trust between like Lindsay and our team. And, 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 and she brings obviously the, the college. And so uh, that first episode, like anything, once again, it's tough. It's because it, you just don't know how it's all going to work out. Massive fires going on. So we're going to location. There's fires all throughout Colorado. The wind's going in one direction. So the campus is full of smoke. So that's challenge number one. We're like, didn't see that one coming. 
um, it was uh, it was the height of the pandemic too. So there was just every state here was having different rules based on where you were filming. So specifically there, we couldn't film inside with students wearing masks. And obviously we can't have a student wearing a mask on camera telling their story. So there was a lot of challenges in that first episode. There was a huge hailstorm that came through. Yeah, it was, um, and, uh, and personally, I never wanted, so this is my mistake. I never wanted the students to sound rehearsed because of course we're gonna like, they're gonna write this script. We're gonna have to remember, like it's all is gonna go into it. So we know what we want the student to say, but I was more like bullet point, come on here, we're gonna tell you a story. And so all of a sudden we get there and the students, and of course they're nervous. There's this camera crew and now they're put on the spot and they'd be like, well, what do you want me to say again? And so I was like, so while we're on location, I'm calling students that we're gonna be filming the next day. I'm like, listen, you know that script I told you not to memorize? I need you to memorize that thing, memorize that thing, memorize that thing, that script. And we'll work with you to make sure you don't sound like rehearsed and, and our directors will do great jobs on like pulling that out. So um, lots of variables, probably the most challenging from just the amount of sheer variables that just hit us in in uh, at Fort Lewis, uh, along with being the first while we're trying to figure out how is this all going to work. And the fact that we got through there, and I remember I can remember sitting down with Lisa and Mike Murray, one of the other executive producers, watching the first rough cut of that episode and being like, oh, this is gold. <laughs> this is gold. You know, you know, at the end, and this is rough. We're like rough around the edges with it. And I go, oh, this is awesome. So from there, we just we just really looked at the map, started speaking with different universities and it's a, I, I don't, I, I don't think this has ever been done in the States where, where a third party is coming in and working with the university to truly like six month project to help tell the story. It's never been done before. I think, you know, fortunately for my background, Burton's Lisa's everyone's background, they trusted us. But, uh, and so we second episode, we went to uh, Florida tech, very different school. Once again, small school was built off NASA. So it's in Melbourne, Florida. And it was built because the NASA needed engineers and they wanted engineers close by to, to support that program. Um, and so that was a really cool school to get. And then, you know, we flipped it. You couldn't be more opposite than Arizona State University, you know, one of the biggest universities in the country, big time athletics and just a whole different feel to it. Um, and so we just tried to be as strategic as possible while also working with the universities because it's like both of us need to be on the same page or it just doesn't work. And so, um, and I think that what happened in, in season one, we continue to do that now in season seven and we'll continue, we won't stop that. It's just not just staying diverse, making sure we're hitting different parts of the country, different topographies, because at the end of the day, we're always collectively just trying to keep the high schooler and their parent and the teachers and the counselors out there. That's what we're trying to keep in the back of our mind. Like, what do they want? What do you need? And let us provide you that through this show. And I think that's a really interesting point because you've got a diverse audience there. Like you say, you've got all the all the all the people who are part of this. And like you say, it's the students of different ages, it's the parents, it's the faculty, it's the you know the people running the universities and everything. They've all got their sort of stakeholder version of what they want out of it. So I think it's an amazing ability to be able to pull that in. And I also love what you said about the fact that you kind of been working up to this point without ever knowing it. And 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 I think that's a really important thing for so many of us is that when you're in the weeds of what you're doing day in day out even if you're loving it you're never quite sure where that's going to take you until you almost have like an aha moment of kind of we were born to bring all these experiences and all these people together to kind of just make something which is just gold like you said yeah it, it, it's so true and like i say i mean there's 
there's probably seven. So I don't, you know, there, there's obviously leadership that's kind of running the ship and, um, and there's, there's a lot of experience there. And now there's probably 70 people on our team, you know, and, and all of them are bringing different like lenses into this experience. But we, if you strip all that away, we try to keep the format really simple. For someone like myself, who's used to sitting back on my couch and watching television, um, I want to have that experience. And there's a lot of parents out there that, you know, and, and older been teachers and just, they, we come from that demographic. But let's be honest, the young generation, they're not doing that. They're watching their shows right on their phone and they want short bits of information and they're not sitting down and watching typical like half hour, hour episodic television. So if you, when you watch the show, that's why it's formatted the way it is. You know, half hour episode is 10 stories. Each one of them is about a minute, 45, two minutes long. And so when the show and the, that, that episode is delivered, it's delivered in two different formats to two different audiences. One, you know, it's, I'm going to, I'm going to go on the Amazon or I'm going to go on wherever I'm going to watch the episode and sit back with some popcorn. And then there's the other side that's like, this is here. Oh, you are, you're interested in engineering and you're interested in going to school in Florida and you're interested in this. Well, here's that bit of information. Hear the story from this student at this university. And all you need to watch is one minute, 45 seconds of it. So we, we, we strategically built the show with that format in mind. Yeah. I love that. And I, and I, I love the fact that, you know, I think you talked about COVID and of course there were so many schools and, and places that were suddenly doing virtual tours, you know, going around with their phones and all that kind of thing, which works in as much as you can't physically go. And and when you when you also then open the door to the fact that not everyone can physically go to anything anyway, pandemic or not, oh, we could all create these things. But what you can't do is have that kind of storytelling mind, that perspective, all the buy-in from the different contributors that you can do as a, as a, as a full-scale production and make that pop in a way, like you say, that's going to speak to everybody in that sort of professional manner, but in that personal one-to-one -one connection too. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's funny because we talk about this internally a lot where this, to make an average, I'm going to say an average, at least travel show, let's put it, travel show um a travel show half hour program it's probably all done in a third to a half the time typically in in hollywood we're it's almost double triple the amount of work that goes into an episode of the college tour just by the nature of what it is so it's always we hope that that passion and that amount of work and drive and everything shows up on screen but it's a, it's a lot it's just a lot of pieces because there's just you know two big entities that need to come together for this time to really tell an authentic story and get everyone on the same page and seeing the same movie in their head so and just tell, we, we spoke about amazon there in terms of, of being able to where you can watch it in the different ways you could watch it when you first started out did you sort of have that buy-in from the streaming services to begin with or were you making it purely like you say for you have the video it's on a website it's on an app however you sort of no, that was, sort that was perceive that to be absolutely that, no that was one of the key things was going after speaking to Amazon, going there and um, just getting, making sure that we could distribute this to a big audience. That was, uh, that was one of the, I mean, early on with the idea that was kind of hand in hand with the creative, is this actually going to work with universities? How's it going to work? But where is it going to be distributed? Um, everything just happened a lot faster early on. I can, I can remember us, we, you know, we were like, at some point we're going to need our own channel. You know, it's a lot of episodes we have. And, and so it's just where it's, where, where this can live. And now we're 
that has where that has evolved and now our website which is becoming a place to go because now you can take free classes and i can watch little bits of information i can tour colleges get their direct information or sit back and watch episodes so um it was it was you know early on it was really just let's make a good show and make sure it's on you know the right networks and now it's just exploded into many different more places to absorb the content yeah, I love that. And, and it's, an, it's a really key factor, isn't it? It's like you need to be seen. I mean, not just in terms of your show, but generally you need to be somewhere where people are doing it. And then from there you get to, like say, split it up and put it in such a ways. And then they're coming to you because everyone knows that they're coming to you to begin with. And I guess that's where um, a lot of these streaming services that have been and subscription services have been coming out now and work so well because they're like, well, you know about us. <laughs> you yeah, know what we're about. Yeah, so now, now come and get us as we need to. Exactly. Be. And, and there, there's that. There's like the television world. But the next layer that we're working a lot on now, um, that will be the next layer of getting this information to students, because we have millions of students across the country and we have millions around the world. How do we get them this information? Um, and so we're having lots of conversations with a lot of big ed tech companies. And typically that just information was just delivered in a different way and, and, and uh, about colleges and universities out there. So we're having the next layer of how this show is going to be distributed and just get into the hands of young people. Um, it's going to be through some of these big ed tech pl platforms that we're working with now. So it's the, the idea of where is this information seen? I mean, at the end of the day, once again, we're always thinking like, how do we affect the most people in the most positive way, young people? And so uh, that's, that's, that'll be the next level. Let's call it distribution. That's probably never been thought of before where this ed tech is big and they're, they're just entrenched within high schools and systems and classes and all that. Um, now we're working with them to get our, you know, we're working in tandem because we have quickly become like, the storytellers of higher education like we are the game and they're already entrenched in the fabric of all kinds of different classes and all that and so it's it's really exciting this next level now that we got kind of the production humming and the, and the machine built now it's just really how do we make sure that mo you know millions of young people can just receive the information so they can have value in it I love that, and I, I love I love the layers of, of learning that go in there in in terms of you know whether people I, I guess really understand it or not that sense is where these conversations come in of that sort of you know I saw it because it was on Amazon or I saw it because I happened to click through or someone mentioned it here, but that kind of but these production companies and people that are making things which you're consuming the way they're working the way they're developing their relationships the way like I say call it distributing or however that happens to be that's something that you're going to be involved in you know you might have come to this thinking that you want to do engineering in this particular college but actually there's a whole load of stuff that you're learning just by being part of the journey and watching what's going on because everyone's learning and evolving on the job as it were and I sort of quite like that sort of very sort of subliminal learning that happens at the same time as like you say the initial headline uh, it couldn't be more spot on we're, we're learning as a production and and all the time and we say this to young people, we say it in our class, it's great that you can learn about these institutions and potentially see something that you weren't exposed to. But, you know, it's so important to go to school. There's so many different ways to get to school. Like higher education is so important in that. It is being questioned in the marketplace, right? The value of that. And um, we, we, we want to be a spotlight on that because it's so important. These four years where I was just talking to a student, the other two students the other day at this university after filming, and one of them was doing, going to do a study abroad over in Europe. And um, the other one, they were just kind of asking some advice. And Lisa and I sat back and we just said, it's like, listen, you have these four years where everything's at your fingertips. What do you want to do? Whether it's music, you want a piano, there's a 
orchestra piano you can start you know working with you want engineering you got all these labs that you can create with when you get to the real world it ain't there <laughs> it's not and, and it's hard for a young person to understand that while they're in school i think back of my college journey i i, I there's so much more i could have shown up and been part of and collaborated with um you have access to information resources that you'll probably never get again in your life and so take advantage of it because this is the time to figure out your passion figure out your purpose, see what excites you in life, then build upon those skills. You can get an actual job and make some money, right? Like that is, that's the journey. And so uh, it's, it was really fun. Like that's a big thing that, um, and another reason why, you know, it's good to tell those to high, high school students, like what is the value of school? Not only are these are going to be your best friends, these are going to be your colleagues. It's an amazing experience and transition in your, in your life but you have access to things that you just don't get in the real world. They're not just labs sitting around being like, oh, you wanna tinker with some engineering stuff? Come on over here and let's try some stuff out. That doesn't exist, right? So it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's really fun as, as I can imagine. I, like once again, and we get this a lot, People are like, you know why this works is because you all don't come from higher education because we just came in here as television producers so outside the box. It was like, oh, we got to do this. And somehow it worked together because we have a different perspective on it. And um, and uh, yeah, it's just it's, it's really fun. We're learning every day. <laughs> I love that. And, and you just literally um, hit the nail on the head of something I remember being told and did appreciate at the time but not really until i left left college as well because it's that kind of i walk into music college there's a room which has got every instrument i could possibly ever wish wish to hit and then i left and i'd need to hire a studio or exactly. i'd be trying to practice in a flat with someone downstairs going i don't think you're playing that drum at this time of day <laughs> it's like, they can't be more chalk and cheese yeah, you're, uh, it's so funny we're having this conversation. I literally was having this conversation with a student yesterday. And so, uh, you know, we, we hope that that's all shining and coming through in the in each episode. So uh, these young people are seeing it and, and just can find their, uh, their right path. Yeah, well, that is great advice. But I'm just curious, what's the best piece of advice you ever have been given? Or indeed, what advice maybe would you give your younger self, which is probably very apt, bearing in mind the sort of the topic that we're talking about? Okay, so... Uh, one piece of advice is is on per the college and higher education, and because I say this, it is so overwhelming. And, and imagine even if your parents went to university, right? And you, it's still overwhelming for them. It's oh, if you're a first generation student, international student, it only becomes more and more overwhelming. The biggest thing I've learned on this show is if you're interested in a school and institution, and you just don't, you know, it's it's. Where, where am I going to find the money and that financial aid and scholarships? And how do I apply? Pick up the phone and call the college, you know, and, and it sounds so simple, but how many I'm learning this as I'm on these campuses, they have people there to guide you in this process, because I think this next generation, they're not used to talking on the phone. It's a, you know, they're just not. And so I say it all the time. We literally talk about it in the class. It's like, you want something, there's a phone number, call that phone number and you're going to get the exact advice and the exact process of what you do. So that's probably my most simple, but like powerful advice in the higher education. And then I think just in life, I, you know, I'm, I've been very blessed to um, have a career in telling stories and it's, it's my passion. It's my personal purpose. And I, throughout my, especially as I get older, I want that for everyone, every young person to find that. And so um, I, I think you got to try things new. You got to fail out there. 
And um, most importantly, and this goes into my background, you got to travel the world. Once again, I was telling the student the other day, we being a global citizen and getting outside your comfort zone is so important in life. And whether you're in the UK and you come to the United States for a semester or from the United States and goes to the UK for a semester, like travel, because you will learn more about people that way. You'll more get over some of your fears with that simple move. Once again, great time to do it is in college because there's infrastructure around that. And it's a lot more challenging to go travel when you're outside of school. But I just think that the the world of travel will open you, expose you to new people, and I just think our planet needs it. You know, we're all we're all people on this planet, and we need to be celebrating our different cultures, and um, and uh, maybe not having some of the divisiveness that we hear in the news and all that. So I'm just a uh, big picture in life: travel, a smile and a wave goes a long way. Meet someone who's not like you, have a cup of coffee, and you'll be amazed what you, what you'll learn and what you'll get out of it. Yeah, and it's a very apt timing because um, our middle child is at university at the moment, and it's that kind of one year in industry, one year going to study somewhere else, and it can be anywhere, it can be with anybody, and that's just like I say, that's a really exciting prospect as opposed to I'm just going to college or just going to university, just in you know inverted commas. But like I say, there's suddenly a whole world out there which you weren't expecting because you thought you were just going to be in this city for a few years, and actually now literally the world is your oyster for an extra bit of time as well. Yeah, and, so, and you know we we say this a lot to the young people. I feel like when you're at university, of course your goal is to find your passion, your purpose. If you did a degree, get on your path. But one of the best things I, I, well, one of my suggestions I tell my niece all the time is like, you gotta have a great story when you get out. You gotta create a great story. And you have the tools there to create a great story. One of the easiest ways to do that is to do a study abroad. That's just personally what I'm passionate about. I go, I, I studied in Germany when I was in school. And when I get out of college, you're still young and don't have real life experiences. And no one's expecting you to know it all. This is not your job. It's not where you're supposed to be at that time. So your job after college is, I mean, your job after college is to get a job, right? <laughs> to start self-sustaining yourself. You'll be amazed what happens when you stand and sit in that room. They're most likely are not going to, at least for me, I'll tell the story of me. No one was like, oh, Alex, tell me about your business statistics class and how do you use like quantitative analysis to figure out that problem? <laughs> no one asked me that question. You know what they asked me? They're like, you lived in Munich, Germany? What'd you do there? And that little story that I could tell about that journey showed a lot. It showed bravery, getting outside my comfort zone. I could handle like the obstacles and all these things. And so I use, you know, I, I, I prefer if I was talking to my niece, like get overseas, do something that has creates such a great story, but you can do that in your own community too. If you're passionate about animals, go volunteer at the shelter, do something that you have an amazing story. So when you get in that room with that, someone who's going to hire you, you have a great story because that's what they're going to hire you on. They're going to be like, oh, man, you can do that? Well, you can definitely do this job. And so I guess that's probably my biggest piece of advice for, for the young people. Yeah, love that. Absolutely love it. Um, and we all have a resource which has had a big impact on our life. And it can be anything from a book, a podcast, a video, a film, song. It can be personal or, or professional. But what's something you'd like to share? Two things, I guess. And they, and they kind of go hand in hand. I would say the power of a vision board and the power of meditation slash prayer. Those two things, the older I get in life, uh, and I learned that from, I don't know if you know Steve Harvey, but I, I used to run the field team for the Steve Harvey show. And he had a big, big talk show over here. He's a big personality. And he would talk about it every single day. And with his journey in life and where he went to, where he came from to where he went was remarkable. And every single show, he, when the show was wrapped, he would talk to the audience and be like, you got to put it down. And so that is something that like I personally do. It is 
next to my in my office next to it there's there's a what am i doing this year where am i going i, I literally write it down and it's in front of me and then that's a one-year goal and then here's my like 10-year goals this is what i want to do and uh and i take a little moment every morning i just i don't know why i do 11 minutes i just do it and just take a little in and just think about that and you'll be amazed at how much stuff starts coming true so that's probably my biggest uh you know suggestion of what's worked for me yeah, I love it, and um, and 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 I, and I love the, I love the parallels between, like you say, the the pre- the the actual stuff that you write down, and then like you say, how these things then work out. Because I'm, you know, I don't know on your ten year plan. It was kind of I'm going to create the college the, the college tour, but within the, the things that you had there, out of these things, they 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 develop in a way which kind of just yeah lift you up that you yeah. wouldn't have done at all we're all connected and there's a lot of energy on this planet and how we all tap into that energy is different but that's personally how i do it so yeah fantastic really really great advice and just and just finally as we, as we wrap up obviously the acronym fire is really important here on education on fire and by that we mean feedback inspiration resilience and empowerment and i'm always just curious which of those four things or, or what sort of speaks to you when you hear that probably empowerment you know, I'd say I probably is, 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 you know, that, that's probably like, it speaks the most to me because I think when you empower someone and, you know, it's been an awesome journey for me and I hope I'm nowhere near done, but, you know, I've told stories of, you know, really tough scenarios in a, a lot of part of the world. And no matter, I did the show called, um, uh, missions in action. And we told the story of what happens when you like buy a goat for someone, you know, in this part of the region, you know, really nonprofit NGO stuff, like what happens in the trenches. And so you can take a scenario like that of what a, you know, two chickens would do for someone in Sri Lanka in the outskirts of, you know, in, in the, in the middle of the country or giving students the tool to watch the college tour, either one of them, when you empower them, you know, to self-sustain and find their journey on this planet, how awesome is that? Absolutely amazing. And uh, certainly speaks to my truth, I think, as well. That's the reason I I sit here and, and do this and have these wonderful conversations because I think it just opens the door and, and supports people in, in so many ways. So just to finish off, tell people again where they can come across the college tour, how they can access it, and, and all those different things that you mentioned. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Thecollegetour.com. All the information's there. You can find out where it airs. You can find the, you know, the, the QR codes to download the app and the streaming channel and all that and, and all the episodes and contents there, the classes. So thecollegetour.com is a kind of catch all for everything. You can find all the information right there. Thank you. Fantastic. Alex, this has been amazing. I've thoroughly enjoyed it and I'm, uh, I'm excited by your excitement with it all. And, and beyond that, obviously you're affecting so many people in such an amazing ways. So yeah, thanks so much for sharing. Thank you so much for having me on. This is awesome. Thank you for listening and being part of this wonderful community. With over 300 episodes, I've collated 20 resources from guests that have been on the show to help you in your educational journey and those of you involved with young people. Just go to educationonfire.com and you can sign up on the homepage. Thanks for listening to the Education on Fire podcast. For more information of each episode and to get in touch, go to educationonfire.com. Education is not the filling of a pail, but the lighting of a fire.